Boom. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Free Game Podcast, giving you all the game you didn't know you needed for free. This is your host. It's no more Big Deuce. Everybody, I'm now 25 years old. I'm retiring the Big Deuce name. Hey. You know, it's still a clothing line. We still might do, you know, a little stuff here and there with it, but I'm now Darian Grant, D. Grant, if you freaky. But, you know, it's your host, Darian Grant, a.k.a. <laughs> The Neighborhood Finesse, a.k.a. Mike Tyson, a.k.a. The Overweight Lover, and a.k.a. The Black Shawn Michaels, The Heartbreak Kid, and my beautiful co-host right here. Hey, y'all. It's Miss Ronnie. Miss Ronnie, a crowd favorite right now. The people love Miss Ronnie. Am I? The people love you, Miss Ronnie. Hey, I, I've heard it from I multiple, love y'all. I've heard it from multiple people. The people love Miss Ronnie. They say Ronnie is savage. Ronnie a real one. <laughs> I'm not a savage. Swear, swear to you, swear I'm to you. I'm not a savage. Because, I mean. I'm so a lover. The, the listeners that listen to me and that know me know that Jones don't be talking crazy. But they, like, they, they say, nah, Ronnie a real one. Ronnie, Ronnie definitely a real one. Well, you know, I'm glad she, y'all she say thorough. that. Nah, I mean, I, I can't make this up. The people really believe, the people believe in you. Hey, you think, hey, look, you, I believe in myself. And so, the people believing in me is just you're the people extra champ. fuel. You are the people champ. Hey, I'm the but, fucking MVP out here. But shit, um, damn, I know, you know, for our listeners, it's been a minute. You know, it's been... Wait, let's tell people. It was your birthday. It was my birthday, Art. So, it was my birthday. That's, you know, what the, where the delay has been in terms of how the episode has been, you know, missing from this week. Usually, we're supposed to be dropping an episode every Monday, but I was On living. his bullshit. I was living. On his bullshit. I was living. I'm, I'm 25. <laughs> How now. was Look, your birthday, man, Darian? My birthday was lit. Definitely lit. You know, we went all the way up from uh, Richmond, uh, D.C., but it was like, it was just good celebrating with my people. Um, Really can't say too much. I'm just blessed to be here. You know, 25, quarter century. A lot of people didn't make it, so. It's lit. If you it make it to see 25, yeah. nigga, you are OG. That's what Boosie say. And let me tell you something. 25 is lit. Like, everything about being 25 is just, it's like a... It's a crazy confidence booster because it's like, you know, you now talk about stuff that you now have lived through versus talk about stuff that you thought you were going through. Like, I see my man's uh, Tyke. He said this uh, the other Who, day. Who, Tiger, you said? Nah, Tyke. He's, uh, he's like one of my, like, nah, 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 nah. He's like <laughs> one of my, like, indirect friends from uh, back home. And he said, you know, coming of age is like you become who you really are, not who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I'm now falling in love with who I really am versus who I was trying to be, you know, the facade, everybody, you know, that knows me. <laughs> the knows. neighborhood finesse. The neighborhood finesse. I really am <laughs> that, though. Don't get that twisted. Hey, but it's let like, them know. <laughs> like, I'm really falling in love, and I'm really, you know, everything that is in my life right now is starting to make sense, so, you know. Yeah, I fuck with that, though. I think that it's definitely beauty in the process. Like, I'm mm-hmm. only 24, but I'm turning 25 this year, too. And... I just want to say life is lit. Like God is God is good as fuck. Life is good as fuck. And I'm happy that you made it to another birthday. Yeah, facts. I mean, I shit. That's birthday, a good thing. birthday is a big deal to me. So, you know. It definitely is. Now, you know, I'm trying to come to the podcast, you know, and even all other aspects of my life with like, you know, more intelligence, more 
more knowing what I'm talking more about. More class. Yeah, more class. I, okay. I, I live a classy life. Now, that's why, you know, I'm retiring the Deusa, yeah. Deusa facade. He's Deusa been living image. a classy life for a week, guys. I'm, shut, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm now Darian Grant. Like, look, when you're talking to me, yo, what's up, Darian? Ain't no, hey, Deusa. Oh, my God, dude. Tell them bitches, come with you correct. Come with me correctly. Or yeah. Else, or else, yeah. Level up. You got to have a certain amount of money to call me Darian Grant. I'll just say that much. Call me Deuce's Broke Activity. Straight <laughs> up. All right. And that's gonna, that, that'll be the end of that. But let's get into the topic of the day. The topic of today is actually. A great one. Ronnie. Ronnie is actually leading this topic today. Ronnie has felt very strongly <laughs> about this. I, as anybody knows me, I'm more of, you know, into the shenanigan side of the podcast. I'm into the, you know, the cultural aspects of the podcast. You know, talk about relationships, dating, sex, all that kind of wild stuff. But. We want to show our depth today, you know, talk about post-grad depression. Yeah. I came up, well, I guess we both came up with this topic, mm-hmm. but. It was supposed to be our original topic. It was supposed to be our like first. Our oh, this was supposed fir- to be yeah, our, first, our episode. first episode. Yeah, our first episode was supposed to be post-grad depression. But um, because of life and circumstances, it got pushed back. But I think this is perfect. Like, this is a good time to be talking about it. Also, I've been coming in contact with a lot of college age kids people who just graduated because i'm a hairstylist so as of lately i've been having a lot of clients that are fresh out of college fresh out of school and stuff and i just have a lot of conversations with them and i think that it would be a really good thing to just kind of shine some light on the topic of post-grad depression because i think it's something that a lot of us are going or are going through currently or have experienced? I can you know, my post-grad depression lasted a good 10, 10 months. Mine was about a year. Yeah, 10, 10. I feel like I'm just coming up out of it. 10 whole months. I mean, when you come out of it, you definitely feel almost refreshed. Like, We're not just coming, but. Yeah, like you feel, I felt refreshed. I felt like, you know, I had, it's like, and the thing is, it's weird because it's like, you know when you're over it. Mm-hmm. You 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 can really wake up the next day like you feel light on your feet. You, yeah, you feel like dang, I'm finally back to myself. Or even you're on some new shit, and that's one thing that you know I really want to. I'll, I'll start this off. That's one thing I really want to you know talk to the people about. Just in terms of post grad depression, my best advice to anybody is to accept what happened, accept everything that you had been a part of, everything that you had done. There is nothing wrong with letting it die. And I'm not saying that, you know, literally. I'm saying that figuratively. Like, let your old self die. Let what you yeah. had going on before, let that die. Don't ever forget who that person was. And don't ever forget the things that you had done. But let that die. I feel like, you know, a lot of times people get so wrapped up in things that they were doing in school. Mm-hmm. things that, in, That's, that becomes their whole identity. Yeah, that becomes your identity. But it's like, a lot of times, especially when it comes to, you know, sometimes athletes, you know, frats, even people that just are really involved Party on Party promoters, campus. let it go. I mean, I won't say <laughs> let that go because you can make some money with that. But that's neither here nor there. But Oh, my bad. You're yeah, a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> no, but, but, but I don't but, feel but, like you overdo it. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's like an avenue for you, but, but so, it's not yeah, like but you're in the if you make making If you making money, keep doing it. If you just doing that shit for some clout, give that then shit up. Then just stop. Give that shit up, bro. <laughs> it, 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 ain't, it, ain't that, it ain't that lit. But it's like the main thing is just allowing yourself – to let an old chapter, an old chapter in a book close. Like it's okay to end that chapter. You don't got to keep writing in that book, writing in that chapter, like in that chapter. Yeah. A lot of times people keep, you know, writing in, writing on pages that, that ain't pages no more. You but just, you want to know writing. why you want to know why they do it? Why I think they do it? Why? 
is because I feel like it's the comfortability of thing. Course. So I think like once you get in your bag with something, it's really easy to stay there. Mm-hmm. But I think there's seasons for everything. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> with anything that you're doing, whether it be a job, whether it be school, whether it be a talent you're working on, anything like that, I feel like it's a season for it. And so, like you said, you have to be willing to, like, evolve past a certain point. Like, yeah, school was lit. Yeah, you might have been the man on campus or whatever. But, like, okay, we're in adult life now. So how you going to act? Yeah. And it's just, like, you know, don't be, like, it's just, it's easy to fall back into those habits because it is hard out here. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to sit here and hold nobody and say the transition from, High school to college is easy because most of us went through that. You know, in reality, that honestly, is a post-grad depression I think, as well. I, but honestly, though, I can say me personally, I feel like the transition from high school to college versus the transition from college to adulthood was a lot easier. Like coming from high school, high school, to, high school college, to college was hard. High school. I don't know. For me, it was kind of lit. It, no, it was hard for me because I was the man. Like it was like I went from being in high school. Yeah, I was like I was. I feel like you kind of carried that over into Mm-mm. college, though. You didn't know me my first year because I, I went. Didn't. I went. Was you a wackling? I, I, I was MIA because I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to acclimate myself to a whole different area. Like I went okay. from being that nigga in high school, like that as I could do no wrong, like that as like I could do anything I wanted to do, get away with anything. I went from being somebody to nobody, and it was like okay, it was so hard. You had a reverse. Some yeah. people go from being nobody to somebody. See, nah, I went from being somebody to nobody, and it was just like. Yo, like I had a, the first time a girl told humbling. Yeah, very humbling. But it was like I had my, a girl for the first time. I remember I remember exactly how it was. I went smack it, you know, this little junk walking around in the quad. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she like looked at me like, excuse you, why are you talking to me? Who the fuck is you? Bruh, in 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 Spotsylvania? It's Fredericksburg? <laughs> Shit, bruh. Spotsylvania. Bro, listen to me. Spotsylvania. I sent I sent a text to Spotsy, bro. Jones what? running like yeah that. because it's Spotsylvania. I do it. I ain't gonna go there. But look, right, look, okay. look, 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 I ain't gonna look, go in on. Look, look, yeah, <laughs> we 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 not frying up no areas right now. My but bad. like, look, just know that back where I, I was from, it was like I was treated like a god, mm-hmm. and I went from a, being a god to a mortal. So it was like, <laughs> it was like I'm walking around like you know campus like damn like this shit weird. So I went MIA for a whole year, and obviously I built myself up, built myself up. Mm-hmm. But even then, going from that to the adult world. It was a lot. I won't say it was a. This was an easier transition. It was still hard, but it was easier only because I had already started, you know, making my own path mm-hmm. my senior year of high school, college, going okay. into the adult world. So it was like a lot of times, you know, for people, it doesn't help all the way, but it definitely does help and give you some sort of cushion when you have a plan. Uh, yeah, that was going to be a part of my advice. Mm-hmm. You need to have a plan. If you're in school right now, <clears throat> if you're in school and you're listening to this podcast, I really hope that you take a lot of gems from today because I know we're going to cover a lot. But number one, you need to have some type of plan. And I always say, but I was just talking to one of my friends about this today. You always need to have a plan, but you also need to know that your plan is not it's your plan it's not is not going to go as how it's you're, not set in stone. Yeah, like your your plan is not going to play out the way that you, you think it is. You're 100% Even when you have that plan, it's not going to happen that be, way. It can be a perfect plan. Exactly, that, that and it's still not, not going to happen that way because that's just how life is. Your plan A is your plan, plan B is God's plan. Plan A is God's plan. Plan A is God 
in a okay. sense. Plan A is obviously God's, God's plan. plan. God's plan A is most of the time your plan B because you didn't realize that your plan A is not the higher powers plan A, if it's that makes not, sense. Yeah, it's not to be it, prioritized. Exactly. Exactly. So you need to have your own plan, but really the point of having your own plan, we're telling you that your plan is not going to work out the way that you think it is. Okay? Most of the time. Some people First really and does foremost. Some Sometimes. People, some people it does. One percent of the time, it goes exactly how you planned it. Yeah. But... Really, all a plan is is just you acknowledging that, God, I know you in control, but I'm going to try to do my part by planning out something. Like, I'm going to try to, like, put some type of structure in here so I can try to follow a a roadmap as to where it is that I want to go. But you just have to know that anything can fucking happen. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's first and foremost. You need to know, even if it's, like, I think you should come up with multiple plans, honestly. honestly, I've always been a person that likes options. Well, not in that sense, but I like to just have freedom in a sense. So you do, you need to come up with a plan A, B, and C, just in case. Yeah. And I think another thing that leads to uh, post-grad depression is just, you know, having unrealistic expectations. We're in, you know, a very much social media day and age where it's like a lot of people are comparing their success to somebody else's success just mm-hmm. because, you know, but just because both of y'all graduated at the same time, shit, that might be their chapter five and you just on chapter one. But before we get into that, starting off, what do we, what is post-grad depression? What does that look like? Okay. All right. So yeah, we'll take a big step back. Post-grad depression is literally, it. I won't even sit here and say post-grad depression because you can go through post-grad depression even if you don't necessarily graduate. It's a transitional mm-hmm. depression. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it's transitional depression when you're transitioning from one one phase phase of life to to another another. phase. Yep. You're leveling up in a sense. You're no, you're leaving, you're, you're leaving something behind and you're, you know, aspiring to do something greater. And now with what comes with that causes you to, you know, second guess yourself. You know, it causes you to, you know, feel uncomfortable. It's really just uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Feels like, you know, shit. It feels like, you're 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 incomplete. You're not. I don't call anybody lost. a sense of failure. You feel lost, you feel especially, lost especially yeah. when you've been so used to winning. And that that if you've been used to winning, and I was gonna ask you too because before we had got on this, you were saying like you had built basically your own little legacy while mm-hmm. you were in school, so it was easier for you to trans to transition but into that, adulthood. But, but the thing is that also bit me in the ass too because. <clears throat> I had a legacy somewhere mm-hmm. and I had to leave that legacy behind and I had to leave it where I left it. I, you don't get to take that to the next level. Like, yeah, like if you, I feel like in a sense though, you do kind of take your legacy. You do take things that you've, things that you, you take the important solidified stuff. in one phase of your life. You take the important stuff. Yeah. So, People I mean, in a sense you take some you, of it with if you. If you didn't do anything important, then it don't matter. But then that's on you. That is on you. But I'm saying like, you know, Okay, say for instance, you know, you were in school, shit. For some niggas, fucking the most bitches is an accomplishment. It's an for ac- most niggas that I know, that's that's their accomplishment. That's exactly. But I'm saying you fucked a lot of bitches in high school. No, you fucked a lot of bitches in college. Nobody gives a fuck in the real world. In the real, really, who even gave a fuck in college? I mean, I mean, but it, I'm just you, mean. you, you, you had just, yeah, that's you. But yeah. I'm saying like some niggas, you know that that's a degree of clout. That that's a that's yeah. a heavyweight belt over mm-hmm. your shoulder. But I'm saying in the nigga world. But I'm saying yeah, in the nigga world. But it's like if that's your greatest accomplishment, bro. I'm telling you right now, that sucks. <laughs> like you suck. 
It means nothing. It means nothing. Not a zilch. Hold on. Where, where's the buzzer button? <laughs> it means nothing. Where's the buzzer button? Buzzer? I have no idea. Right there. Yeah, you're fucking canceled already. You canceled yourself out. Yeah, man. Like you don't. It don't. It don't work like that. You don't get to. You don't get to carry over. You know, dumbass accomplishments into the real world because nobody gives a fuck. It don't matter how fly you were. That that that's not a real accomplishment. In a way. I feel like it just depends. Listen to me, I'm I, I enjoy dressing. I, I that that is me. But I'm saying like, say for the your your greatest accomplishment, you were the flyest nigga on campus. Okay, well yeah, when if that's come, all you were when doing. When you come to the real world, that's not an accomplishment you can write no, down on your resume and say, hey, here's my resume. Niggas like me though. I, I was the flyest nigga on campus. Niggas like me though. I feel like resume building is some is something completely different. I feel like resume building is a lot of shit that you can't write down. I could say my strongest resume is the one you can't see. I mean, yeah, but that's a different yeah, subject. That's a, that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation yeah. for another day. So we'll, we'll, we'll for get the real that. niggas. But um, yeah, like okay, so back to you know. For me, I, we was talking about what post what post grad depression okay. looks like, right? For me, I can say, for me, person, mm-hmm. for me, post post grad depression looked like. Like you said, a bunch of confusion. Mm-hmm. I just felt kind of like lost in the sauce. Like I didn't really know what the fuck was going on. I also, okay, because I know it's a lot of people that's going to be able to relate. Along with me transitioning out of school, I was transitioning jobs. I was transitioning locations, environments. Mm-hmm. I was moving from one city to another. Mm-hmm. Um, transitioning from being in a relationship to out of a relationship. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. And then um, <clears throat> transitioning from being on my own to moving back to my mom's yeah. house. That was a really big one, too. Mm-hmm. And then I always tell people another big part of it that people don't really, like, look at, per se, that really plays a part is the fact of, like, when you're in, when you're in school as a student, you have a daily routine. That, you might not right. have a set no, routine. No, no, yes. It might not be, like, Bruh, listen patterned, me. but for the most part, you know, like, I'm getting up and I'm going to class yeah. every day. And the thing is, is, like, that also plays in a postgrad depression because the difference between work and school is that school, you have like a metric sort of measure. So it's like you mm-hmm. go to class to pass that class. Exactly. Like you, you know what your you, goals you, are. You have a goal in mind to 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 accomplish. While in the real world, your goals you are make really them. You yeah, have to make it. It's them. really up to you. And if you're not a goal driven person, you're really going to be lost in the sauce. Yeah, you might be hit. Like like starting honestly, out. You know, going from, you know, school to work is like your goals are kind of dictated by your boss. You don't even create your own goals no more. It's like your boss, and, and that's on your boss's discretion. In a sense, when you're in school, you're almost not creating your own goals unless you're that type of person. Now, there's different yeah. type of people. I mean, the goal in school you're paying for, so you got to pass. I mean, that, you would that, think. like, yeah. the, the ultimate goal is to pass. And, and work is to like, get a degree. yeah, and work is like, I mean, you should want to, you know, do the right thing, get a promotion. But it's like a lot of people, like, how to get that is there's no... There's no rule book. There's no rule book. And exactly. I also feel exactly. like. Exactly. No, no, you're you're getting, you got it. it there's no rule book in the real it's, world. It's like, yeah. There's yeah. no rule there's book. There's no rule book. There's you're no, kind of like your you, own. You've been living with a rule book, whether it was your parents you or your cushion. own or your school, something. You had goals and aspirations based mm-hmm. off of a rule book. Like, and now there is no rule book. You, you can out do what the here. fuck you want to do. Nigga, you just jumped in the deep end and you ain't got no fucking life vest on. So how you going to act? 
Even if you can't swim, bitch, yeah, you need to fucking doggy paddle to that wall. Exactly. <laughs> okay, or else you're going to be hit. But, but what post-grad depression looked like for me, it was more so like a, damn, I'm bored. Like, what, what, okay, I can like, see that. Like, I'm so used to turning up with my niggas. Where my niggas at? Yeah, you was you was I, looking for the bullshit. I got. I'm like. I'm like. I'm looking. I was looking for the money. I'm like. Nah. I was. I was. I was on the money too. Don't get me wrong. But it was just like. Well, what do I do now? I go to work. Mm-hmm. I leave work. And well, then what? And then what? It is a little boring. Yeah. It's. it's it it's, is. You go from being in constant <laughs> contact with people, to now you're like. Damn, I'm off work. What my niggas doing? Especially if you move back home. Yeah. Like, if you move to your parents' house. I know I used to get off work. And I was working, like, three jobs at that point. Get off work. And now I go straight to my mama's house and just be sitting in the room like, damn, what I'm ready to do. It's just, it's, it's, it's depressing because... I feel like when you come from being on a college campus and, a like you ass, said, a lit-ass campus, lit ass campus lit ass we went campus. to ODU. So it's like... And we both was was pretty active on campus. Mm-hmm. Like we, Darian's in a fraternity. I'm in a sorority. He had Dusa. I'm doing hair. I'm working two, three jobs. I had a nigga at the time. I don't know what you were doing. You just was doing a, a lot shorty. of things. So you know, it's just your life goes from being so active and so <laughs> um, colorful Lit. to just. You go from being black lit, and white. You go from being lit to not shit. All right, lit to not shit. <laughs> lit to not shit. Hello. <laughs> like, yes, and it's a very, saying? it is a very depressing it's very, time. It's like so depressing. I would go, I would get in the house at night, and I would not want to talk to nobody. Exactly. I wouldn't even want to talk to my parents. Like, like my don't mom, look at me. My mom. One time I told my mom, I said, "Mom, I'm depressed." She said, "For what? You have exactly." A, she said, "You have a job. Like, what's because the because their generation, their generation, they're pleased no, no, by and, different no, no, things." And I and I got I got this right here. I got some notes for that. Why do adults not relate to post-grad depression? Number For one, one, half our parents didn't go to school. That is true. Mine did, though, but a lot Mine of people's didn't. parents didn't. But basically, what I got from that, because I asked my coworker about this, she said their role models growing up were not as high as ours. Their role models were like, you know, normal, everyday people. Like, you know, I, I want to be like, a you teacher. know, a teacher. Mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, like, I just want to be successful. I don't know what that mm-hmm. means, but I just want to be successful, especially if your parents are, you know, First generations in the wealth, like, you know, even establishing wealth for the next generation itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was less options for them, especially being Definitely. black people, you know, and, and for the white listeners, like, you know, y'all can't relate. But, you know, to an extent, <laughs> some of them yeah, might yeah be some of them. Yeah, maybe. but it was less options growing up than we do now. Nowadays, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody get off their ass, but it's, it's plenty of work out here. No, nah, get off your ass. Yeah, get off your nigga, ass. No, nah, if you, you a, a mom, that's my choice. Yeah, because it, it, it's plenty of options out here. Yeah, we um, ain't cutting niggas no slack. Get off your ass. And adults, like our parents' generation, they had a steady rate of progression. Like, it was, like, steady. Our, our rate of progression is, like, microwave yeah like we, we, it's the society we, we live we, in we trying to jump we trying to jump the gun like mm-hmm. we we not believing in the pro, in, in the process no more we just like nah bro what, what's that get rich get rich what's scam? That like scamming drug i mean drug dealing nah, always been around yeah, but I ain't drug dealing, just but scamming drug dealing, i want to be but i don't give a fuck though i want to be rich right now i do too yeah. but it don't work like that it don't work like that it but i'm saying like but that. i'm saying that leads to some people's post-grad because they just like damn bro i've been working their my expectations are unrealistic exactly um, the older generation had uh, had realistic uh, connection to the communities versus us who have a superficial connection. So a lot of us, you know, we're not as in tune as a generation to the community around us. Whereas, like, you know, we're 
our role models are like you know our next door neighbor who you know might be a fireman or like you know mm-hmm. you know the 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 head of the house the head of the neighborhood is like you know the leading black father or the, the reverend or some exactly shit. Yeah. Our, our 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 connections are with social media alexis we, sky yeah, and i love alexis sky. i bet you I do she alexis. got a fight last night too, i seen like. that you I seen that i seen that she <laughs> was wearing the silver she dress was, was i seen her titties out too. i said oh i said hold on no i seen her titties out i seen that ass when she was walking out the door i didn't see that i said i said I knew she was blessed, but that's that's either here nor there. Right, right, but, right. But those are our role models. Yeah. You know, we're looking up to people. Who, we're looking up to people we don't we're know. We're really looking up to a lot of. In my eyes, I think we're looking up to a lot of entertainers, a lot of influencers. Mm-hmm. Not even the motherfuckers that actually are working. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the, the niggas problem. who walking through clubs getting banned. Yeah, from that, hosting a party. That that's that's who people in a nutshell are looking up to nowadays. Niggas ain't really looking up to like shit. You know, the CEO of a company. Shit, you ain't am. looking up to you know. If you smart, you shit. are, cause that entertainment shit. I mean, I mean, it, it's, it it's looks good li- money. It looks, but I'm saying to the eyes, it's all about the eyes. It's all about what we visually see. We mm-hmm. don't see Instagram ads for, hey, come have a dinner with the CEO today. Yeah, we're seeing, oh yeah, come pull come, up, cause, 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 come come cause shorty in the club and she popping bottles. Pusha T gonna be here hosting tonight. Yeah, I ain't pulling up for no Pusha T, but you know, just so. <laughs> <laughs> me neither, says, honestly. Oh, yeah. I feel me neither. Put your teeth born, but um, neither here. <laughs> I pull up for Boosie. I know you will. <laughs> God damn it! But um, yeah, like that. That's why the older generation can't really relate to the problems we're going through because their problems were a lot different growing up than ours are now. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're looked at as you know the charity case generation to them because like we got everything in front of us, but yet we still complain. That is very true. And I can say a lot of people in our generation is ungrateful as fuck. Shit, and com- ungrateful and do not take advantage of the opportunities that are right in front Man, of their faces. I'm taking faces. advantage of opportunity. I'm still Yeah, bad. that's us, though. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. us. I feel like majority. And I'm not even going to shit on our generation like that because yeah, I, I'm I very proud it. of the entrepreneur, the entrepreneurs, like the go-getters, mm-hmm. the people who are getting up off their ass and doing what they're supposed to do. Yes, yes. Shout out to y'all. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like it's really not easy to do. But I do think that the older generation, they just had a different for one, they were working on a different playing field. Mm -hmm. We were really oppressed. As people back then, like from the generation that our parents and stuff came from, we have a lot more access. We have a lot more leverage in society. I mean, we're not no where facts. we want to be, but no we definitely have a lot more um, pull than what they had in their moment in time. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Uh, definitely can second it. And so I think that they are very insensitive when it comes to post-grad depression. I know my parents, me personally, like, I kind of went through that shit on my own because my parents didn't go to college. So like you said, they're looking at me like, Girl, you have a degree. You know, what Get are you mad about? Ass, what you mad Why about? Why are you coming exactly. in the house and sitting in a room for hours? Uh, because mom, I don't want to come home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to y'all's house when I've I know what it's like to have my own shit. When I was in school, I had events to go to, I had parties to go to, I had moves to make yeah, every cool. other you day. Just had, you just had overall had things to do. You had a greater sense of you had a greater sense of belonging. Yes, yes, because that, you're in a like-minded group of people. Exactly, and now you're finally by yourself. Like so, pretty much post-grad depression, in a nutshell, is just depression based off of isolation. But it promotes, it does promote brilliance at some point in time when it clicks in your if head. You let it. When it clicks in your head, like 
yo, I need to make some shit shake. It's a beautiful moment. And we all have that moment when we do get over it Mm -hmm. where we're just like, yo, like, I think I got the answer. So, all right, tell me what's, I would say, one of the most beneficial things that you learned during your post-grad depression. Um, Basically, my, my sense of values. Like, okay. des- despite, you know, the lifestyle that I'd be living, this, that, and third, my sense of values had to change because it was like I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, look, this is who I was. Now, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Like, I started going to church. You know, I, I forget what's the name of the I have the little certificate, whatever. But, you know, I gave my life to God, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You know, I was just, I was just it, it made me, when I was going through post-grad depression, it made me want to do, you know, more community service work. It gave me, like, you know, a better sense a of a better grounding. sense of just look, man. Even if you don't got your shit together right now, just help somebody else get their shit together, and that actually helped me get over mine because it was like, even if I wasn't where I needed to be, I could help somebody else. You know, push start their process, mm-hmm. help them, help them get their feet off the ground and get them running. So you know, so, so you feel like you you kind of overcame your post-grad depression by helping other people, by lifting up other people mm-hmm. and kind of like yeah. uplifting 100%, them. 100%, 100%. And it was just like, it it just, it was different because it's like, you know, going from, you know, going from Fredericksburg to Norfolk, Norfolk mm-hmm. to Richmond, I was just bouncing around from area to area. And that's another thing that I'm going to get down, you know, later on in this episode when we're going to talk about like, what are kind of the key triggers for post-grad, post-grad depression? But we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later on. But, it was just, you know, the constant, you know, moving around. I was, like, kind of uncomfortable with being out here. Like, you, you're you from here, but I'm not from out here. So it was, mm-hmm. like, this shit dangerous. Like, in Richmond? You know, yeah, bro, what? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Yeah, pretty dangerous. Niggas get killed yeah, every like, day. Like, for real. Niggas really be getting killed <clears throat> out here. So it was, like, and it was, like, I I had to kind of get acclimated to that. Like, every time I, like, you know, I was trying well, to, you know, Well, you were also coming out. from Fredericksburg. Norfolk. I went from Fredericksburg Norfolk to Norfolk. Norfolk was pretty wild, but I feel Norfolk, like Norfolk ain't like Richmond though. Norfolk, no, Norfolk is not like Richmond. It's like, it's it's different. It's different. It's two it's two different beasts. I ain't gonna shit on Norfolk, but it's two different beasts all in itself. So it's just like you know, going from you know the college scene, you know, it's lit. You know, we do what we want to do to Richmond, where I really gotta you know you be gotta on my watch P's and Q's. Yeah, yeah, you really gotta be on your P's this and ain't Q's your for city, real. Yeah. This, this ain't my city. I don't know nothing about none of the dudes out here. Like I remember, I went to. Was that one club? I think you were there. We were uh, smoking hookah. It was smoking. at John. It was, I think it was like Cloud or something. Cloud. Um, no, Seven Hills. No, nah, it wasn't Seven Hills. I don't know if you were there. I ran into somebody. If you were smoking hookah, you was either at Seven Hills or Cloud. It was that Cloud? Okay. Oh, well, Cloud. I mean, really, you could have been anywhere. Yeah, it was at Cloud it, though. But Cloud it was like I'm. Wa- I'm walking in that joint, bro. I kid you not, bro. Like, lady said, "All right, it's gonna be uh, ten dollars." I said, "All right, here's my ten dollars," and she just let me in. I said, you're not going to pat me down? Fuck no. <laughs> so when <laughs> I get in, in most so, places, so, so how do you I, think everybody be getting shot so, the fuck so up? So when I get in there, mind you, I'm smoking my hookah. You know, I think I, I think I was with uh, a few of my friends. And then I look over, but there's a nigga waving his gun in the club, bro. Nah, uh, again, listening to Boosie, bro. No, no, but the thing is, <laughs> it's like everybody in that joint lit. Don't try to blame Boosie. <laughs> nah, bro. Everybody in that joint was lit. And I'm sitting here like. Yo, is anybody going to tell that nigga put his gun no, away? No, but you, but that's the thing, like, bro, that's that a nigga, bro, that nigga, that nigga got in the club with his gun. You ain't bro. hear what happened to Wing Bar? No. When that shit got shot up on Christmas Eve, <sighs> nigga went, nigga shot the security guard outside that. and then went that. inside, busting like, yeah, that's OD, yeah, bro. people be doing the most. See, that's the area that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, I feel like you just. 
really some shit you it is just wrong place wrong yeah. time but, but it's like you pay attention just pay attention please to pay your attention. surroundings yeah. i tell you real quick shit started looking sketchy to me bitch i'm out <laughs> i'm not gonna stick around for yeah, it i don't want to see what's going down i don't want i don't well, let care. me tell you all something that 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 definitely added to my post-grad depression because i'm like god damn like i could get unfamiliar i could get robbed of this bitch every day <laughs> Niggas know how be broke and yeah, sad. Broke. Now the thing is, I won't even broke. That that was a problem. No, if you get robbed. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I, I would have been You're pissed. Take your shit. I would have been pissed, but now nah, like, you know, this post grad depression just looked like it was sadness. It was boredom. It was like yo, and it was like for me, I just wanted to stay disciplined. And this is just me personally. I can't speak for everybody else, but I just wanted to be. I didn't want to be that guy that had to go all the way back to campus to feel important again. Yeah, because I a lot, a lot that. of dudes, you know, be doing a lot of girls be doing that shit too. Like, you know, you see them motherfuckers that graduated still always hanging back. around, still it's let because, it go. It's because they're not relevant in the real world. But you know what? And I think that that's a piece of my advice that I want to give people. If you're struggling with post grad depression, I know one of the greatest things that I discovered or that I learned <clears throat> during my post grad during my post grad depression, which I feel like. My post-grad depression hit triple time because I was going through a breakup, too. Mm, oh, God. So, I'm Damn. like, everything, all the rugs being pulled underneath yeah. my feet. Like, my nigga gone, school gone, everything just gone. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, it was just like, you really just feel naked. Like, you feel dead ass. You feel like you're in the middle of the fucking rainforest in Africa or something, and you have no clothes. And you have no clothes and no shoes on. And I think that that's a very vulnerable place to be in because you're just weak as fuck or you feel like you're weak as fuck. But I can say that in the midst of me going through that, one of the greatest things I learned is the importance of being in tune with yourself. Like, I feel like I really had to erase the person that I thought I was or kind of like let that shit die down. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like sit in my depression for a little bit and rebuild myself from yeah. it. Nah, and th that really, that goes back to what I said earlier. You let yourself die. Yeah, you really do. And that's something that I still struggle with even today. I mean, I'm not struggling with the post-grad depression anymore because it's not my third day out here no more. Like, I'm pretty comfortable. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> you just have to... You just have to be willing to, like, start over. You have to be willing to have a clean slate. Let yourself die. Yeah. and Let it go. But there's so much beauty in that because it's really like you can paint your own picture. You can write your own book. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Thanks. And you don't. These people don't. If you're in a new place, these people don't know you. You know what I'm saying? You're not surrounded by a campus full of people who think that they know who you are or who are putting labels on you or are putting you in a box or whatever, you do get to be your own, you get to make yourself your own sense character, <laughs> in a sense, I mean, like. In a sense. You just, I don't know, I think it's a cool thing. It's, it fucking sucks when you're going through it. I will say that, but I think that when you come from out of it, then you feel like the rock. Like, honestly, you just, you feel, you feel like, damn, I really beat this shit. Was that like, the best, that was the best thing I can come up with? So like the rock, <laughs> like bro, what? what? I don't know. I was His gonna let you rock. Right that's now. the thing. I was gonna let you rock, but I mean, I guess if you would have called yourself up, but look, you good money with me. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like when you get out of it, 
Well, we don't even got to talk about getting out of it just yet. I just want to talk about, you know. Being uh, in it. Being in it. What even promotes it? So this is my whole theory on what promotes it. First and foremost, it's not necessarily a yes and no you're going to go through post-grad depression. I feel like most people in some way, shape, or form go through it to in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But pretty much what really be getting people is like, all right, so number one question you got to ask yourself, are you going back to the area that you came from? Someone that does not go back to the area that they came from is more likely to go through post-grad depression because, yeah. you know, you're going to a whole new area. So after school, say, for you're from, I'm from Fredericksburg. I came to Richmond. Or say, for you know, you're from, you're from D.C., but you move out to Cali. The likelihood of you going through post-grad depression is a lot higher than a person that would be going back home. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, another thing is, like, you can look at is just, were you involved on your college campus or were you involved in like a lifestyle there on your college campus? If you were very involved and I'm not talking about involved, like just, Oh yeah, you were lit. Boom, bam. I'm talking about really being involved. Like you had a good friend base. You had a solid friend group, you know, solid responsibilities. Like you, you really had that area. That area was somewhat of your home. Mm -hmm. You're more likely to go through post-grad depression. So I went to ODU. She went to ODU. So that's Norfolk. We left Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Somebody that stayed in Norfolk, you know, not saying you're going to be on campus every day, but it's still that level of comfortability. Of comfortability because you, you know still how to can, maneuver where you, you at. Exactly. You're, you're still home technically. So it's like, you know, <laughs> obviously somebody that leaves where they're comfortable is going to be feel somewhat naked going out into the real world. Again, when you leave the area that you went to school at, you're going to be more subjected to post-grad depression than somebody that stays. So what would your advice be for somebody who's moving from one area and not going back to where they're from? Uh, advice would just be, shit, get connected. Get, mm-hmm. get connected ASAP. Mm-hmm. That That's honestly the best thing I can recommend. Like, even if it's, you know, just making friends of friends, because we all know everybody in VA at this point, especially when you go to a school like ODU. Like, somebody that you know knows somebody in the city that you went. If you stayed, you know, local in VA, or mm-hmm. even if you went to, you know, other cities, somebody knows somebody. Even use connections like, you know, apps like Twitter, Instagram. Like, you, you'd be surprised. Somebody's in your Make city. Make some friends. Make some friends. Well, like, pop out to certain, like, events if you have different interests. Like, I know mm-hmm. I do music, so if there's different open mics or meet and greets or brunches like honestly and the best way to do that especially when you're in a new city is just you know go to your go to your local food spot go to a local bar just ask the bartender bartenders are usually the most known like they're some of the most knowledgeable people in your city because they be there Mm -hmm. they in the mix like they they can tell you where everything is you ask for example ronnie said an open mic ask him about an open mic ask him you know what's the most lit club out here Mm -hmm. you know for for my age group for my demographic they can tell you that as well ask them like you know shit where you get your haircut bro Boom, you got a barber right there. So mm-hmm. it's little stuff like that. Like, ask what's fun to do in the city. Your bartenders will be able to tell you, as well as your barbers. Mm-hmm. That those are those, those are two groups of people that are always connected. They, they're forced to be in the mix. Bartenders, barbers, hairstylists. Mm-hmm. People who are pillars in the community. Exactly. Go to them, talk to them. And usually people who are pillars in the community. I just said bartenders are pillars in the community. <laughs> Anyway, y'all know what I mean. Go to people who are active, who are actively involved and who actively engage with people who are in the same area as you. They're going to probably know a lot about it, about the place that you're in. You know what I'm saying? They can give you some insight about things to do and shit that's going on in your area. Yeah, man. So it's like, it's just one thing I will (laughs) say this is this. If you are scared to branch out 
get over grad it. depression is gonna be a bitch for you. Yeah, get over it. It's really, it's really gonna. That shit gonna last a long time. I'm not gonna hold you. Another piece of advice that I have too for people that are listening is, um, I'm not gonna say that this will help you to avoid post grad depression because no I don't think there is any avoiding. There is it. no avoiding. It. But I think that this will help you to be more resilient in your process of post post grad depression. While you're in school, this is for all students. While you are still in school, be sure to build your connections. You need to be networking your ass off. I don't give a fuck. Skip all the classes you want, but you need please, to be. Please don't do that. No, no. Don't do fuck that. Fuck them classes. They don't, be having us taking shit that, that has nothing to do with listen our Listen to me. Those classes do you Do not listen to her. Do not skip your Listen to me classes. because I have a solid degree, Okay. And I did these things. I'm not questioning her degree. Do not skip your <laughs> classes. <laughs> skip the classes you don't need. But if you're going to be skipping the classes you don't need, you need to be spending that time building relationships. Because like, that's what told, I was doing. Ronnie told me skip classes. Yeah, Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie did tell you that. Ronnie was skipping class. I was skipping classes. And I was sitting on the thought wall all day. But while I was sitting on the thought wall, I'm, I'm building relationships, baby. Okay? People five years ago that I met on the thought wall while I was skipping earth science... You got to understand, though, school are people that I'm still connected to this day that can help me get some money and I can help them do the same. School ain't like that. We're in a different generation. I don't know what y'all doing at these campus now. I don't know. I'm not saying skip class, guys. I'm just saying if you're going to be bullshitting around relationships, even if you're not bullshitting around, you should be networking your ass off because that's going to be beneficial. Connections are really what helped me in Richmond as well. I mean, obviously, through the frat, you know. Got me out the way, but I'm talking about even other ways. Like, you know, I'll run into people walking up the street, you know, they're like, oh, shit, what's up, Deuce? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, we talk about some some of that happened at ODU, but then it's like, oh, yeah, bet, take my number. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing this, you know, this night, this week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bet. You know, it's another move, lit, pull up. It don't even got to be, you know, no party type of function, but it's like, you know, it's a way for me to meet more people that they know. Basically, mm-hmm. every time you meet somebody, you should be able to take their network away from them. And build it upon your network. So it's like, you know, I meet Ronnie. Ronnie knows 50 people. I know 50 people. At the end of our conversation, she now knows 100 people, and so do I. Mm-hmm. If we actually network the right way, mm-hmm. if you feel what I'm saying. So build. And, and another thing I want to throw in there, too, on top of that whole um, building relationships piece, build build genuine relationships with people. Yes. Don't just build relationships with people because you think you're going to need them. Man, I've seen a lot of weirdo shit going on nowadays where it's like Dig I, see, riding. I see people being friends with people that they don't know. That's weird. That they don't know, that they don't like and that, that they, they have, can get nothing and from. They have nothing in common with. That's weird. Well, you kind of have something in common with everyone. You just don't know uh, it. The debatable. seven, what is it? The seven degrees of separation or some shit. Some Everybody's shit, connected. I don't know what that means, but look. Build meaningful relationships. Build some shit that, like, you know, not saying you got to be a leech, but just build some shit like, okay, bet. Like, I I might need you one day. You might need me one day. Yeah. All right, bet. And that that can be the strength of your relationship. So that way it's not a no no fake love. Like, yo, what's good? This is my bro. Nah, you're not my bro. Yeah. But you're my mans, though. <laughs> you're like, not you, my bro. <laughs> like, you're my mans, though. Like, you know, when when I see you out and about, it's like, all right, bet. It's all, like, basically be in a relationship with somebody that is always love when you see them. Mm-hmm. Don't be on that relationship shit where it's like, it's sometimey. Whereas, like, you might look at them. Is might. this person gonna answer the phone when you call? Yeah. Nine times out of ten. I mean, I don't answer nobody call, but you yeah. answer. If I call you, most nine times out of ten, you gonna answer the phone. 
But we yeah, have but, a relationship yeah, built. You know what I'm partner. saying? Yes, you're right. But you're right. but right. this is the perfect example nah, because right. me and you're Darian right. met at ODU. Mm-hmm. And over time, we started building a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it yeah. was a genuine nah, relationship. So when nah, opportunities right. like right. these right, come though. about, right, like, though. oh, right. we're we gonna start a podcast. Exactly. It was it's like, like, all right. like, all right, bet, let me call Ronnie. Like I was like, I was like, let me call Ronnie. Ronnie shit just works out like that. And then with you working, like Darian was one of the people. Well, I was one of the people that that are from Richmond that Darian knew when he moved to Richmond. So it and like, just so happened that his job was like right across the street from. Oh mine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was, so like we would see each other all the there. time, and because we had already started building a relationship. <clears throat> When we run into each other, we, we would just, it's we some would, cool we would, shit. We would just be outside just talking. Chopping it up. Exactly. Yeah. But do you see how, like, that shit comes full circle? Because yeah. that was, like, what, eight, ten, eight to nine, ten months ago, yeah. maybe a year ago. It and was. now we have a podcast together. But that all comes from, like, putting yourself out there and connecting with people who are on campus with you now. If you're a student and you're listening to this, connect with people that are around you now and start building meaningful relationships because you really just never know I would have never even thought that I would be doing this after graduating from college. True. You know what I'm saying? That's another beautiful thing that comes out of post-grad depression. Since you're starting with a blank canvas. You can paint your own picture. You paint your own fucking picture, dog. paint a whole new picture. You do whatever you want. I feel like before you graduate, you have a lot of people painting for you. Yeah. You have a lot and of you're people, letting them. You're, you're letting the world paint itself, like paint who they think you are. But when you graduate, you finally have an opportunity to paint who the fuck you really are. Yeah. And that's the importance of that time when you're when you're going through that depression and when you're going through that um, that transition and you're isolating yourself and you're feeling lost and you're feeling confused. All that's really doing is um, forcing you to dig deep within and figure out who the fuck you really are. That's facts. really all it is. Not big facts. You're already who you are, but you just don't really know it yet because you're not put in positions to have to dig deeper and see who it is. When you're going through seasons of depression and stuff like that, that's a way to find the light. Get a little closer with yourself and figure out what is it that I want for myself? What is it that I want to do for myself? And it could be anything, dog. Anything. If you want to be a fucking female escort... Be the best female escort you can be. And you don't have nobody judging you. It's like you out here. You just out here on your own. Like that's it's beauty that comes out of all ugly things. Remember that. Remember that. I just wish y'all luck, really, because that shit is not easy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, they're probably really out here uh, preaching to these people. No, but, yeah. because y'all niggas don't understand. I'm a happy person mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, I be in good spirits, I be in good graces. When I moved home from graduating from college and that whole transition, I was in a very dark space. And yeah. that's why I feel like this, this topic or this episode is really near and dear to my core because I really feel like I, I discovered so much strength within myself yeah. from going through that dark-ass time. Yeah. And in the midst of it, I wish I had a, a nigga like me to give me some, some positive words or to give me some insight to help me get through it. And then I'm going to touch on this one last part because I got one last note I want to make. Those that are taking non-traditional routes for income, Mm -hmm. please buckle your seatbelt. Like me. Mm Because it will be hard. Mm -hmm. Those who go through the entrepreneurial route as your main source of income, it will be hard. 
I can't. Yeah. I I wish there was a way that I could bullshit you and tell you, hey, what's up? It's easy. I'm. I was an entrepreneur in college. Leave my my second my second year out there, at the age of nineteen. Trust me, like that was hard. I don't know if I could be able to do something like that at this level outside of college because it's just it's a whole different beast. And it's like that. I feel like the most people that are going through post grad depression are the entrepreneurs. I can definitely say I I feel that. Like people that, you know, are going through corporate America, I mean, yeah, they're gonna go through, you know, their their inner their inner fights, whatnot. Trust me, I get it. That's but what you I still was going have through. some type of navigation. But you, you you have, you know, some type of navigation. You even have people around you that can even tell you, hey, this is how to get through this. Mm-hmm. Those people that are entrepreneurs It ain't none of that. Ain't none of that. It's well, if you can find yourself a good mentor. A good mentor, but it's like you have to find yourself. Yeah, a good mentor finds you, but it's like even then, it's like the whole entrepreneur thing, and we can have a whole separate episode on that because it's like, shit, a good mentor sometimes is like you know a good mentor might be somebody that gives you the moral right thing to do, but they they ain't made it yet. So yeah, they don't even know who are you looking up to. You out, God, you better be talking to God. That's my damn best friend. That'll be my last note for the day. But you know, again. Thank you guys for listening to the free game podcast. Give you all the game you know you needed for free. Yes, and give us feedback on this episode too because, like I said, this is very near and dear to my heart. So all students, I want to put this disclaimer out there, all students, if you're struggling with post-grad depression right now, if you need advice, if you need resources, if you just need to fucking vent, don't call me, but you can text me. Don't call me. My phone. Listen. I'm not going to answer. Ask for help. Yeah. Don't hesitate to ask for help, whether it's a friend, family, anybody, colleagues. Ask for help because the thing is the people around you actually have the answers for you. It's just a matter of you pulling your head out of your ass and realizing I need to humble myself and I Mm -hmm. need to say, you know what? I need help. A lot of us are scared to ask for help. Which I don't really even understand why, though. Because it's like... Because you can't do shit by yourself. We had the answers in college. No, the fuck we did not. Shit, I I didn't. Oh, I thought you did. Like, shit, I was... No, I mean... I was... I had the basics, but I was kind of out winging it like how I'm doing now. I'm just good at winging it. But the thing is, is like, that's still the answers, though. Winging it is still an answer for most people. If you a good winger, yeah. If you a good winger. (laughs) All right, on that note... You are Thanks, guys. <laughs> that shit funny. came out my mouth. <laughs> if you a good winger, then yeah. <laughs>